Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Thank you for taking a moment to listen in today. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about cash flow planning. I've done a podcast in the past on cash flow metrics and talking about cash flow. And there's no way in the world I'm going to be able to, over the next couple minutes, over the next few minutes here, to be able to try to help you develop a cash flow plan. Uh, this is something that uh, really you're going to kind of have to sit down with your team, maybe even get a, maybe you need some help from an outside consultant to try to uh, try to develop this plan. But I really want to, what I want to try to do here is to bring a little bit of awareness as to the elements that you'll need to develop a cash flow plan. I think right now with everything that's going on, uh, of course, the economy is very mercurial right now. Um, you know, it seems like we have some good days and some bad days, and I think most businesses are feeling it. Uh, some businesses are, have been directly impacted severely, actually have had to close their doors. Uh, some of them actually are striving during this time. I think for most of us, uh, uh, we're just kind of uh, really just kind of still taking a short-term approach in our businesses. But I think it's extremely important during this time for us to really kind of take a look and hammer down our cash flow and develop a cash flow plan. We've talked a little bit about uh, in, in previous podcasts about developing different types of plans. Uh, most of those plans are going to be much shorter term now uh, than they ha- maybe uh, would have been prior to uh, this uh, current environment that we're going through. Uh, with this COVID-19 and, and of course, uh, with the, uh, not just with the pandemic, but with issues going on in society as a whole. I think all of us are feeling impacted in different ways. So let's talk a little bit about cash flow planning. And, and like I said, I'm going to try to bring some awareness as to what you need to look at in developing this plan and not at all get us to anywhere close to the finish line as far as developing a plan, but just kind of pointing out the highlights of things you need to pull, uh, you need to pull out as it relates to your numbers. Uh, so you have a good understanding of those numbers. So you can develop and sit down and develop a cash flow plan uh, to try to get you through this time and then moving your business forward. First thing that we need to do is to run historical financial statements for the past three years. When I say financial statements, I, I'm referring to an income statement, a balance sheet, and also a statement of cash flows. Okay, so uh, your ca- statement of cash flows, and I've, I've uh, dedicated a podcast to this in the in the past, is really kind of just a, a, a gives you a visual as to the cash inflows and the cash outflows of your business. It's the one financial statement that most individuals uh, never look at. And uh, most uh, business owners, they look at their P&L. Some of them will also pull in their balance sheet. Very few of them ever look at their cash flow statement, a very important financial statement and something that you really should uh, uh, you really should look at. Now, when we talk about cash flow, there's really none of those three statements that are really going to hammer down uh, what exactly you need in developing a cash flow plan. So you're going to be basically kind of uh, picking out elements of the three. Um, so uh, when you kind of run your P&L, some things that are generally missing in there are the principal portion of your mortgage payments. Uh, so you're going to have to kind of uh, get that, uh, that number off of your balance sheet. And, uh, and then uh, from your cash flow statement, you can uh, use those statements to kind of pull together to understand uh, there are certain uh, transactions that you have every month that kind of hit different statements. Uh, so, for example, when you make a, when you make a mortgage payment, for example, uh, that's, going to, uh, that's going to impact your P&L, so you have interest expense. And then uh, you're going to have the depreciation component, but that doesn't always equal the interest portion. So to kind of understand what your cash flow is, you need to kind of understand what that mortgage payment is. And uh, there are other, we have clients that have deferred revenue, for example. So they have some cash flow coming in, and, and then uh, certain elements may not in its entirety hit the P&L. So they have cash coming in, but only a portion of the income 
is recognized. And then the, the rest of it is a reduction in their liabilities. So to really need to kind of sit down and understand your numbers uh, to kind of pull together what is every single item that I have coming in the door from a cash flow perspective and then also going out the door from a cash flow perspective. Uh, so you need to uh, run your historical financial statement. Generally, I, I would recommend to, to sit down and, and pull three years at least. Uh, next, understand your historical profit margin. So uh, as you kind of go back and you go through uh, different uh, cycles of your business, different times of your business, and you may even need to kind of break this down into smaller components within a year. Uh, so uh, certain portions of the year I may be more profitable than other portions of the year. But to kind of go through and really understand what historically to, uh, do I make at different times of the business cycle, uh, uh, what is that profit margin during those times? So you have a good understanding of your historical profit margin. Number three, pull relevant uh, operating data. Uh, how many employees do you need? Okay, that's, that's one example of some operational data. And so uh, at different times of the year, how many employees do I need to be able to keep my doors open, uh, to be able to service my customers, to be able to meet my clients' needs? Uh, and so employee increases and decreases as it relates to output, the use of resources, uh, raw material. So, uh, for example, to keep any sort of inventory in your business, how much inventory do I need to meet demand? Uh, to have a really good understanding of uh, what, what, what inventory do you need? Um, so we talk about human resources, we talk about inventory, uh, marketing, for example. How much marketing do I need to, uh, uh, marketing dollars do I need to put uh, into my business to keep the, the, kind of use an old term, to keep the phone ringing or to keep, uh, to keep uh, um, customers walking into our store. And uh, so you need to have a good understanding of, of your marketing spend. So uh, whatever that relevant operating data is as it relates to your business, uh, make sure you pull that data. So understand, uh, you know, uh, when I, my revenue is this, is the number of employees that I have. Um, or when I need to produce this amount, this is the number of employees I have. Or when I need to uh, hit this level of production, this is the amount of raw material I need to order. Okay, And so uh, to have a good understanding of each of those variables. Uh, number four, uh, your accounts receivable and payable timeline. I think every business owner, if you're the type of business uh, that uh, you have any sort of receivables, and uh, I run an accounting firm, and, and so uh, our receivables uh, fluctuate greatly depending on the time of the month, depending on the time of the year. Uh, but we have a pretty good idea of understanding this is a, kind of about where our receivables generally are at. Uh, so we kind of generally don't get much below this. We generally don't get much above this, except when we do uh, a great amount of our billing. But how, what is the average amount of time it takes for a customer to pay their bill? And so this is going to be an important uh, piece for me to understand when is the cash coming in uh, into my business so I can turn around and spend the necessary cash to keep my doors open. And so you should have a really good idea. If I were to bill $100 today, how long is it going to take me on average to, uh, for that $100 to hit my bank account, for the customer to pay that $100 uh, bill that I just sent to them? And so uh, some businesses, if you're a cash business, customers walk in. Of course, you're not going to have an accounts receivable, uh, but you are going to have an accounts payable side. And every business, uh, they have some sort of vendors that they work with, and they send them bills. And so I know in my business, every month, there are certain bills that come in every single month. They come in systematically. And uh, maybe they're for leases and rent or whatever the case may be. And I need to have an understanding what time of the month uh, do, uh, do I need to pay those bills. When a bill comes in, how long do I have to pay it? And so uh, that, uh, if you understand your accounts receivable timeline, you understand your accounts payable timeline, that's going to really uh, be two uh, uh, more elements that you're going to need, two more variables that you're going to need when developing a cash flow plan. And these are also areas you should understand just from a strategy component. Uh, and so uh, do you need to be more uh, proactive in reaching out to, uh, to your clientele uh, to make sure your, your bills get paid? Uh, and then uh, on, on, on the alternative, maybe there are times that you need to understand that you need to maybe talk to vendors and ask for a little bit more flexibility in paying them. 
Number five, uh, estimates uh, regarding future performance. Uh, so when you kind of go through and you kind of understand what's going on, uh, how, many, uh, how many employees do I need? How much raw material am I going to need going forward? And so sit down and run those estimates. And then once you kind of have uh, done everything, then you get into the actual components uh, or the actual process of developing a cash flow plan. So what you're going to do here is, is run what's called a sensitivity analysis. And it's called other things, but I'm going to call, uh, call it here a sensitivity analysis, which is uh, you're essentially going to run three different types of scenarios, a best case scenario, a likely scenario, and then a worst case scenario. Right now, uh, I think probably most of our businesses uh, and many businesses are running kind of in a worst case scenario uh, a zone. And so kind of at this point where maybe we're struggling a little bit more. And uh, so kind of really understanding that these are the amount of employees I truly need to run my business. Uh, this is the, the true fit footprint I need uh, to run my business. And, uh, and so when you kind of go through and you run a, run a worst case scenario, uh, I would recommend from, um, for most businesses that kind of really be your break even analysis. So uh, in the worst case scenario, uh, without me taking on new debt, uh, what do I need in order to be able to keep my doors open? And so how much cash do I need to bring in the door uh, to, to bring in and how much cash do I need to spend in order to keep my doors open to run that, that break uh, even analysis? Uh, an understanding of how much cash do you need to drive that top line revenue? And uh, uh, many of our clients in real estate and when I sit in rooms and masterminds or in in different local groups are always talking a lot about uh, the acquisition process and the marketing that it takes in order to be able to, uh, to, to be able to engage that customer to get them to, to sell a house or to, uh, the disposition side going through and how many marketing dollars is it going to take to, to be able to sell that property. But that's true in all of our businesses. Uh, how much money do I have to spend in my accounting firm in order to, uh, in marketing dollars, to get that client to email me to set up an initial appointment so we can go ahead and go through the vetting process to see if we're going to be a good fit. And to kind of have an understanding of, uh, you know, what is the cost that it's going to take uh, in order, whether it's marketing, whether it's in personnel, uh, when do I make that next hire? Okay, that's all going to be part of this sensitivity analysis. Now, when you're doing the sensitivity analysis, what you're doing is you're starting to mess with the variables in your business. When I was in college, uh, we devoted an entire semester uh, in uh, essentially kind of running a simulator. And all we ever did is we, uh, we acted like we ran a, a pharmaceutical company. For that semester, and I still remember to this day what the software was called. This was way back in the DOS days, and went through and and uh, we essentially went in and messed with variables. And so, depending on the environment, the the the, the market uh, and where it was at at that time, uh, it, we would determine okay, how many people do I need to hire, and uh, how much money am I going to put into marketing, and uh, and all these different variables, a uh, decrease in cost, maybe it's laying off that uh, that uh, that employee, removing some middle management. Uh, whatever it is, and we started to play with those variables, and uh, and then we'd see kind of the output, the computer-generated output, to see, uh, bottom line, my, was my business still viable business after I made those changes? And that was really there, just kind of a case study uh, of sorts, of us kind of preparing for the real world. And now that uh, I'm in the real world and, and really kind of working with clients, uh, essentially all of us in our business are doing this all the time. But you really need to sit down instead of just kind of guessing, really kind of uh, sit down and, and get into your numbers and really from a cash flow end, uh, use that as one of the uh, decision-making uh, um, uh, metrics that you use in order to, uh, to make the decision on how much more money do you need to put into or should you put into, uh, into your marketing and, and when do you hire that next person? Uh, when do you uh, book up on your inventory or uh, maybe take the next step into uh, maybe entering into a new market? 
And so all of those uh, really uh, decisions really should be run through some sort of a cash flow analysis, doing some cash flow planning, and also uh, doing some sensitivity analysis as it relates to your cash flow. I know there's a lot there. Uh, it's kind of a rapid fire here over the, the last 10 minutes or so. And, and But hopefully this brought you some value. If it did, I would encourage you maybe to sit down and to subscribe to our podcast, maybe leave us a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Once again, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Have a wonderful day.